Welcome to the Masters in Motion podcast, where we empower Masters athletes to reach their full potential. Join us as we delve into the world of CrossFit and showcase the strength, resilience, and determination of Masters athletes because we love this sport. And it is quarterfinals week, Rick Stevenson. Are you ready for this thing? I am ready. Happy, happy quarterfinals week, Jason. Uh, it feels is, like it's been forever, it, but it's suddenly upon us. So long ago, and yet just a second ago, we were at the games. And now we're already at quarterfinals. And it's a week where we get to be tested in a way that is unique because it's level up. There should be some increased weights, increased skills, challenge on the capacity because we're doing all of these five scored elements in two days versus the open, which was over three weeks. And that's my kind of competition right there. How about for you? I like it. The more scores, the better. And what I would even prefer them to do, but they won't, is make you do them in order. More like a live in-person test where you really can't pick your order based on how you'll feel or what you think an event will make you feel post-workout, post-test. So yeah, I'm a fan of putting a lot of work in on the weekend and uh, the more the more the better on the same page i like when they dictate what we've got to do i don't want to have to strategize and think through what the order is that we should go through but that's what we've got handed to us mm -hmm. hopefully it's semifinals. Yeah. you have to do the first two workouts on these days and the second two workouts maybe they'll reveal them along the way it makes it exciting makes it less strategic and more yeah. just do what you do have what to do what's in front of you yep exactly and i looked up all of us in it as a age group community specifically master's community, were a month earlier than last year. The dates were, I think, the 21st through the 24th of April last year. So if you assume that the Open ended at roughly the same time, this moves quarterfinals up by a full month. Yes, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago that we finished 23.3, but that's because, yes, it wasn't that long ago. So, Fair enough. Cap here. Yeah. <laughs> and last week, we... Was it just last weekend that we did the quarterfinal workouts or was that, that was last be weekend? two weeks, not this past two, weekend, but a week correct. prior to that. That's right. I, my memory is tough, but it's Monday. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we did the quarterfinal workouts. I know you did a bunch of tests. I did a bunch of tests. We've talked about that. There's been some penalties that have been doled out and that's been the news of the past two weeks. It's how are they going to handle some of these movement standards and penalties? And I know you've stayed on top of this. What do you want to kick it off with here? We saw some, I would guess, some individual posts and or a couple of YouTube videos from all of our favorite folks that are on top of it and like to point out all of the flaws from all the athletes. We'll leave it at that. But then Barbell Spin had a post that you can go find their article, and it actually spells out over 3,000 penalties had been handed out through the first five days, which brings up another argument like do they does crossfit hq actually have that amount of staff to be reviewing that many videos in that short of a period of time but anyhow they reported over three thousand penalties they broke the penalties down by tests by region and then by men and women and then they pulled out even some of the big names the notable names i think almost well, quite a few athletes got hit with penalties you had to with that number but then you look down the list of male and female athletes, and it's a who's who of games competitors that either had a major or a minor penalty during one of their five tests. Uh, it's interesting, and I know we went through it all as masters last year, 
They were pretty stringent as they should on quarterfinals. I remember texting you and saying, just look at our leaderboard. And the leaderboard was constantly changing. Almost every time you'd refresh it a couple of days past, names were popping on and falling off. So I wonder if we are in store for the same high scrutiny, which we should be this year, this time around. I, I definitely hope so. I found it really interesting. Even at the games, I was chatting with some of the men in my division and some of the penalties that were handed out were very hard to find. Not hard to find, but like you oh. had to really be watching the video to see someone not touch their hand on the pad of a GHD. Because Correct. in a particular workout at semifinals, you that camera was really far away. So it was clear that they were zooming in and, and really giving a good scrutiny to these tests, which because it's a virtual environment, it's just gotta be that way and i am generally appreciative of all of the scrutiny that hu can give for every one of these tests as long as it's very clear what's expected in these tests and i know that there was some new standards that were handed out this year for v-ups it was like keeping your feet together hands and feet coming off the floor at the same time touching your foot which is a little ambiguous and fairly mm -hmm. ambiguous where's your foot does it ambiguous. start at start yeah, at your ankle or does it do they mean your toes what is a foot yeah <laughs> what is a foot yeah um, that doesn't sound good <laughs> and it doesn't sound good <laughs> and where we're sitting on a ghd which is a new thought and a oh. new idea because there is definitely an advantage in doing certain Correct. types of ghd in that article did you find what some of the penalties were around were there some movements that were penalized more often than others what did you see there or what even in the podcasts a lot of it was the v-ups and okay. that's where i'm we'll get into it as we go through our speculation game with our tests from our floor plans but if we don't have v-ups and they and that the hq staff with boz sticks to and i'll use air quotes but you can't see me using air quotes more traditional movements that might eliminate a large number of them. But your comment about keeping your feet together on the V-ups and how many of the high-end elite athletes didn't, that there were major penalties, which means about a 15% reduction in total number of reps, maybe for that movement. That's what they deem as a major penalty, seem yeah. to focus on V-ups. But then for other things like hands weren't touching the tape on the wall-facing handstand push-ups, false starting, lots of people get false starts, and that's a minor infraction, things, small things like that. So I, it's going to depend on the movements that we're given. Then where can they find fault? Starting behind a line, making sure your knee touches if you're doing lunges, which we'll get into, obviously below parallel on a squat depth, things like that. I realized when I was looking back at the quarterfinal test that I did, I had recorded all of them in a rudimentary way. I didn't have the camera positioned exactly where I wanted it because I was it wasn't an official test, so I didn't have the liberty to really take over an area. So my camera was just to create footage of it. But I did find myself wearing black pants or black mm -hmm. shorts. Just a no-no. It does yeah. make it hard to see the depth. And that's just one of these notes that when it comes to me doing my quarterfinals and I've got a camera, I want to leave no question for a judge. I want to leave no question for one of the people watching at HQ. In fact, this weekend I'll be doing quarterfinals at Mayhem. And we will, there's, we'll be judging each other. There'll be other people judging us. So we're required to take the judges course in order to participate in the quarterfinals at Mayhem. And I may very well likely, you know, be judging Rich Froning, which creates an element of stress for me. But I was 
joking with someone else about judging rich. Like, I, I got to no rep the goat of goats right here if he doesn't do it. And they're like, he doesn't have no reps. Don't worry. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. Don't worry. He won't give you an opportunity. But that'll be fun. How have you, I, I'll tell you how far I've gone. I'm as neurotic about it as I made sure that I have all of my lighter colored shorts ready for this weekend. That's I awesome. love wearing black. The, the black shorts just fit. That's too much information. Who cares? I don't, you know, what big deal. But I have gray and olive greens. And remember, we were, as athletes, we at Legends were given the orange shorts. I don't know if you got a pair of those. I could, ah, gee, I could be a warning or a traffic cone out there in the street with these things on. But I have them out. And I'll tell you what better thing. If we have squats, some type of squats, I'll wear the orange shorts and you will clearly see my attempt to be below parallel. I love it. I, it's just leaving absolutely no chance for something to be flagged in any way. If you're going to beat me, you're going to beat me because you're faster than me. I'm not going to beat myself over silly mistakes. That's exactly. what my, my goal is going in. Let's talk about these tests. We are going to jump into speculating about these four events, one event being two parts. So we have five scores. All we have right now is the floor plans. And I was very excited to see these floor plans, thinking that if the floor plans are similar to the floor plans of the individual quarterfinals, then we know that we're going to have similar workouts. And I was very quickly disappointed and excited at the fact that there is nothing similar about these floor plans to the individual quarterfinals so far. These are unique. There's some similarities to the teams where there may be crossover. Unlikely, but mm -hmm. we blank slate right here. So when we look at test number one, what do we got there, Rick? First, for to set this up for everybody, we have four floor plans, four floor plans that were released. They are tests one, 2A and B, 3 and 4. And as we go through this, we'll tell you right off the bat what is not on any of the floor plans are rope and rings. That seems to be the, the glaring, uh, oh, and kettlebells. From the original equipment list that could have been included, that's what we don't see on here. Now, they could throw you a curveball, but going back to floor plan one, how do you want to describe that? It's going to be interesting to describe that. So if you're listening at home, you should probably grab your email if you're doing quarterfinals and pull this up. But what we have is clearly a pull-up bar because it says pull-up pull bar. bar. We have two <laughs> dumbbells and we have a 25-foot length. So we can speculate that we've got toes-to-bar, chest-to-bar, bar muscle-ups. And I would imagine... I mean, it could be any of those now that mm -hmm. I say that out loud. So I'm just going to say that we've got one of those three pulling movements. Dumbbells. So dumbbells have traditionally in quarterfinals for at least the individual athletes have been a number of steps, not a distance. And CrossFit could do whatever it wants. So we may have dumbbell walking lunges here since it's two dumbbells. Dumbbell walking lunges makes total sense here. On another note, so does doing some dumbbell work in place and then shuttle runs at that 25-foot length because those are always 25 feet. We also generally do handstand walking in 25-foot feet lengths. So the movements that I see here are, gosh, I could just list off about 20 movements. So we do have a pull-up bar. We do have dumbbells. We have a 25-foot length. Rick, what okay. does this look like to you? All right. Very simple. And this is a when this comes out on Friday, if anybody listens and wants to reach out to me and laugh at my ideas uh, go for it because i am not a programmer 
but I'm going to say seven minute cap round one, you'll do 21 chest to bar pull-ups and you'll do 100 feet of walking lunges with the dumbbells on uh, front rack position. And then round two will be 21 bar muscle ups and the same 100 feet of walking lunges in the front rack position. Gross. Yes. Wow. I have not just a couplet. Just yeah, straight just a couplet. Not a couplet. And yeah. to be meant to be on the faster side. Wow. Gosh. That's a fun workout, Rick. I I really that. The double dumbbells are definitely throwing me for a spin because it tells me it really feels like walking lunges. And obviously that's where you went with it. Feels like walking lunges. We've got a barbell and walking lunges. I'm nervous that we might see something like a devil's press. Uh -huh. So I could see a triplet. And so I'm just going to throw this out there. Since we have dumbbells, Adrian Bosman has hinted that he wants to CrossFit not to be cauterized into certain movements. So we expect walking lunges because there's a length there. We've also had, we haven't had double dumbbell snatch. So let's just call this a 2115 and I like the walking lunges. I think we're doing that too. I really think we have walking lunges here, but I'm going to sneak some devil presses in. Okay. I think it's just chest to bar pull-ups. I think it's 21 chest to bar. And then, oh shoot, that doesn't work. If it's 21, 21 devil presses, that's just too much. It's just too much that's work. Ugly. It's not going to be the, yeah. so I'm just going to back off that and I'm going to default to you. I like your workout. <laughs> I'm going with it because I have IDs on the other workouts. Okay. This okay. one just threw me for the, this it's, it's too blank. I can't predict because it's so blank. It's just, we've got dumbbells and a length. And I think you're right. I will vote for walking lunges, but I'm going to say that we're not going to increase the complexity on the pull-up bar. I think we're going to do one movement on there, and uh, we're no. have to okay. be there three and or four times. There. Gotcha. So just for fun. That's great. And it's what a fun floor plan. Super simple. I love the simplicity of it. I love that it's just dumbbells, pull-up bar, and you got a length of floor. Good luck, fellas. Oh, We're gonna have some fun. Gonna be something. Now, and ladies, uh, and ladies. Since I went first with that, I'd like to turn it back to you for tests two A and two B. No problem. I'll just jump right into this since I was so good at the first one. Okay. So what we have in test two A and two B, this floor plan has a wall with a tape line that's thirty inches long. 10 inches from the wall, which is the standard that we used for wall walks, it's the standard we use for handstand push-ups or wall-facing handstand push-ups, strict handstand push-ups, kipping handstand push-ups. This is the new standard, I think. So we have mm -hmm. that. We have an eight-foot distance between the wall and another tape line that has a GHD and a plyo box. And in between that is a barbell. So my thought is that we have we have two workouts here, test A, 2A, and 2B. My initial thought was that we're going to do some handstand push-ups, some GHDs, some box jumps. And then for the second test, we're going to have a max lift. But I've revised that. The more I think about it, the more I think we have two workouts here. I think we have, I think the distance of eight feet from the wall and from the GHD just needs to be at least eight feet. I think that is just to be safe. I think right, we have safety. a GHD plyo box workout. That's test 2A is something that has us going back and forth from the GHD to the plyo box. So maybe GHD sit-ups and plyo box. Maybe it's something like a uh, like a GHD Andy, like 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 on the GHD, and half that with tall box jumps. Maybe okay. something like 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, 30 inch box jumps. Something like that. It can't be 50, 50, 40, 40. I think that would be too long, especially but, this being a two parter. 
two-parter and the be- and to kick it off with GHD and box jumps it's a really terrible combination and it's going to really tax the core which then I think will have a time reset so we might rest one to three minutes and then have a second test that you have to do immediately following this core hip flexor burning workout which is going to be handstand push-ups maybe power snatches maybe deadlifts I think handstand push-ups and deadlifts makes more sense because I don't think we're going I don't think we're taking it overhead here. I don't think. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think we're doing that potentially later, but. Okay. Uh, Yes. You and I are on the same page there. Yeah. Yeah. I I think we could see something like deadlifts and handstand pushups. Again, if we're trying to keep this somewhat speedy, but we're going to do something that's under fatigue, something like a version of Diane, it's a 21-15-9 handstand pushup and barbell. Uh, It may not be 21-15-9, but it could be 15-9-6 with maybe a heavier barbell and strict handstand push-ups. Something like that. The handstand push-ups will be either strict or wall-facing. I think that's fair. And the barbell needs to get heavy. And I don't think we've tested... We haven't done deadlift work no. uh, in the open. I think it'd be a nice time to get some heavier deadlifts in. And again, I think about the GHD and the plyo box. We've got some hinging and some jumping. I think barbell... I think deadlifts after GHD would be a real dirty move and something that makes deadlifts sense. after GHD. Okay. Yes, I can sadly picture that now to let everybody know we did not talk about these beforehand so not at all no i i'm obviously have the same instruments to work with that you do my two-parter is going to be part a will be an eight minute amrap of 30 ghds 20 box jump overs and tall box jump overs and then 10 handstand push-ups not wall facing just 10 handstand push-ups I think at quarterfinals, age groups, they'll give us handstand push-up. Strict? I'm going to say no because I've got a tall box in there, and I think that's enough. Okay, so eight minutes of that 30-20-10. How many times can you get through that? And then immediately into five minutes to, I thought about some type of a clean complex, and I can really probably see that, but I'll throw back to long ago, they did in an AGOQ, I believe, a one rep max deadlift, and they got real funky with, I think you had to weigh yourself and show your scale. And so if two people tied, the lighter person got the placement ahead because you did more work with a lighter frame. But I'll say you have five minutes to establish a three rep max deadlift. Oh, okay. So I, really I doubt we deadlift. Thing. I doubt we deadlift like that, like max heavy. But hey, I'm going to throw it out there. So who knows? We haven't I'll done that you, in a while. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you why I like that specifically. I really like your deadlift. And it, again, we aren't the type programmers where we're looking at time domains, lifting domains, how much squats, oh, how much pulling no. we've done. We got nothing on that. We're just looking at historically what would be interesting and not a direct repeat of last year. was concerned mm-hmm. one rep max deadlift doesn't make sense because we did that with the CrossFit total last year. Correct. However, a three rep max, especially if you had to somewhat loosen the grip on the bottom, didn't they do that for uh, the, yes. a, an online competition for individuals they had to release their grip, but it Correct. had to be a consecutive certain amount of deadlifts. Wasn't that in right, 2020? Right, it, They kept you away from the just touch and go. Yes. I forgot how that worked, but somebody make a mention of that. I, I bet. Be yes. I, when you said three rep max deadlift, I thought 
of that and i was like "Ooh, they've done that before. that before yeah yes. okay yeah. they know that it works and they know that it creates an interesting stimulus which is different than a one rep max and very different than a bouncing three mm -hmm. rep max so a quote-unquote strict three rep max deadlift would be Ooh. gloriously challenging and i love it I think that's a great guess, Rick. I like your guess better than mine. I'm going to like well, your guesses better than mine all around. No, well, no I, I'll, I'll be honest. I never toyed around with putting the two, the barbell and the wall together, and then the right. GHD and the plyo box together. So yeah. that absolutely could be a 2A. <laughs> okay, so we have test three. Test number and three. I think you should go first. Okay, we'll describe it as the floor plan lays out with a bench, which... I had a check with you and a couple of other folks. They did not have a bench listed on the equipment list, which is not a big deal, but it just is another example of it's their game. It's their rules. They'll put out what they want to. So just if you signed up, follow along and play along and shut your mouth. And the question is, before we go on to that, I was having a conversation today. Is it because they're disorganized or they're sneaky that the bench is here? Oh, man, um, I want, I want to, I want to believe sneaky. I do too. I want to believe. Sneaky, I don't know. But I really want to believe. Okay, fair. Yeah, Keep yeah. Going. I just yeah. Okay, so there's a bench, obviously, and then there they have the word rack. So you are obviously going to be benching from from the rack. Then there's a tape line right at the end of the bench, and eight feet out from the end of the bench is a rope. Okay, and then also twenty five feet out from the bench is another tape line. I went with a 12-minute AMRAP here. Again, lengthening the time domain just a little bit. I went with round, the first round you'll do 10 bench. You don't have to pick weights, but you'll do 10 bench. You'll do 25 feet of handstand walk and 25 feet back. So we're going to call that two handstand walks. And we'll then finish with one rope climb. Round two and every successive round, will, the bench will always stay the same, but you will add two handstand walks and one rope climb to your total. So this will quickly turn into a very grippy rope climb workout with a lot of shoulder fatigue from the ever-accumulating handstand walks. 10-2-1, 10-4-2, 10-3, and however you can get farther, as far as you can get in 12 minutes. Wow. I don't know. I like I'm going to I, I, like, I, like I like the AMRAPs that you've created because they have this fixed time domain. Yeah, they have and to put us in some type of a time box. And they yes. usually do. Either they time cap it or a time domain, which I'm not, I'm not far from you. I like where your head's at. I just did a workout the other day that had lots of bench, lots of handstand walking, and lots of pulling movements in the form of bar muscle-ups, ring muscle-ups, and those kinds of things. So I, I just did a workout like this, and I found it to be really interesting. So I'm going to take – I'm just going to think the universe has conspired on this one and that everything is just leading towards this particular workout. It's four time with – a time cap that is undetermined because I have no idea. I, yeah. I didn't come up with a time cap. I'll, what was yours? Yours was a 12-minute AMRAP? 12-minute, yeah. I just That's my time yes. cap. The time cap on mine is 12 minutes. 12 minutes. With that. Okay. So we've got 9, 15, 21 on bench. Okay? Okay. The weight on the bench is going to change. Uh, We're going to yeah. need a pit crew. Yeah, we got to have a pit crew on this one. First round. So we've got bench, handstand walking, and rope climbs on this. And uh, it's going to make sense. So we've got nine bench at 185 three lengths of handstand walking, 
one legless rope climb. Now, I'm gambling on the legless because I really think they're going to save that for semifinals. But it's the only way that, that this workout is hard enough. So I'm just going to leave it at this. It could be a regular rope climb, but it, I think maybe a legless here because we don't have very many here. And then we've got 15 bench at 155, six lengths of handstand walking, two legless rope climbs. Oh, I like it. Okay. Then we have 21 bench press at 135, nine, nine. lengths of nine. handstand yeah. walking. Now we're getting to a lot of handstand walking. It could be a challenge. There could be a problem with that programming. And then three legless rope climbs. Okay. So we have this 9, 15, 21, 3, 6, 9, 1, 2, 3 feel to it. So it, there's a congruency in those numbers. The math works well. The glitch in my plan is it is probably for quarterfinals overkill on the handstand walking we would be doing three six nine we'd be doing 18 lengths and it's just that's some, a lot yeah that's a lot it, of handstand a lot i also but also think about this last year in was it quarterfinals or semifinals it was semifinals when we did bench and rowing correct we did 60 reps at 185 okay so interesting interesting workouts but i, I definitely think the three movements here our bench, handstand walking, and rope climbs. I don't see shuttle runs here. I don't. What was your weight on the set of nine for the bench? Was 185. that 185? Okay, 185. And I went with that because I feel like that's doable, more doable. I think a better test would probably be nine bench at 225, 15 bench at 180, 21 bench at 135. But I worry that initial set of nine is just going to be just too much. Out of the gate for the quarterfinals. Yeah, the quarterfinals. As a community as a whole. Thousands and thousands doing this. So I think 185, 155, 135 would be enough to really set your shoulders on fire, make any type of handstand walking very challenging, and then switching over to the pulling muscles, it's a classic push-pull feel to it. I like it. I like my rep scheme. I think my rep scheme works. I just don't think it works for this workout, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway because... We're going to see how close we get. Yeah, and I know that there's been times when I look at workouts and I can't believe that's what they've given us. It's very... Sometimes you're like, that's too easy, but lots of times it feels too hard until we actually get into it oh i have yet to say something's easy after the fact (laughs) exactly like shuttle runs and burpee pull-ups that seems easy no 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 it's hard test number four four we have this will be the this will be the fifth score due on sunday 12 pacific three eastern and uh, go ahead how many uh, what's the floor plan look like the floor plan is a barbell and a rower separated by three feet so that really sounds like we're going to cycle between a rower and a barbell. And there's a very familiar workout that any of us have been around for six, seven, eight years. We know a workout from 2015. It yep. was the open 15.5, 27, 21, 15, 9. Thrusters and row. Was thrusters first? Thrusters were first, I think. And then row calories. Yep. Uh, it was – I was only a year into in, – I think Dave, is this the one where Dave, when he made the announcement, he took his watch and he threw it in the, threw it away, threw it in the crowd and said, the clock will not save you. I could I be wrong so. on that. And this was one of the first I times, a- or the first time they said, there is no cap. Everyone is going to do this until it's completed. I think that was, I think that was 14.5. Oh, okay. Sure. Was that the burpees over the rower or something? Awful. Burpees over the bar. Burpees over a bar is 21, oh. 18, 15, 12, 9, 6, 3. Yuck. 
and you had people doing burpees that were just the just death. They're crawling yeah. over the yeah. bar. But so interestingly, I was reviewing the floor plans today with Rich Froning, and we got to this one, and we both looked at it and thought to ourselves, "Oh no, this really looks like fifteen point five. It really looks like it." Mm-hmm. And I remember in 2015 doing this a year into CrossFit. I remember doing it and it being one of the most painful things I've ever, I had not experienced a lot of pain up until that point, but I remember watching the videos online. There was the road to the games or behind the scenes. And it was Matt Frazier in, in his place doing this workout. Rich Froning was in his place doing the workout. And they were both gaming each other to see who was going to win the worldwide open that year. Cause it was Froning versus Frazier. Yep. Yep. And they would, none of the film crew would tell them who won or anything like that. But I just remember both of them after the fact walking around with like cement quads dying and both of them when asked, will you repeat this? And both of them saying profanity? No, yeah, absolutely not. And I will not retest this. I don't even care. I don't know who, I don't care who wins. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> this looks like that. It really does. So what's your guess? <laughs> it's that. That's my guess. I'm going to take, okay. take the low-hanging fruit. Okay, you're going to take the low-hanging fruit. And if you've got something else, I prefer I... your workout. I don't care what you say. I prefer whatever you say. Okay, You can good. tell me that it's – I don't even know what you would say that would make it worse. But okay. go no, for it. I, as soon as this came up, that's the first thing I thought of too. It, I think that if you've done that, it just leaves an indelible mark in your head. Ooh, I don't want to do that again. But I will say, I will keep, I think they'll give us a twister, a play off that, and they'll keep the rep scheme, 27, 21, 15, 9, and we'll do row calories, but then we'll go overhead, like you said, but we'll do, because I think they like to test the age groups with overhead squat. And the overhead squats, uh, given that you have everybody from 35 on up to do this, we'll pick a general weight. I don't know if they'll be scaling probably for the upper age groups, but I'll say 115 for the men. And I think that translates to, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that translates to 85 for the women. And I could be off. So 27, 21, 59 of calorie rows and overhead. Oh, I would just, love that. Just a little heavier than your 95 bar. So you think it gives you that extra pause. Maybe if you're into rep 22 or something and you're really starting to feel it that first round. And I'll tell you, what it's not a thruster but those overhead squats and rowing would be a, a heck of a stimulus i can imagine quads of fire in a similar right. way that 15.5 would do it just giving us this slight differentiator so that it's not so glaringly obvious that it's a repeat but so we look at it and we're all hopeful and excited to do something like that and we get into it and the 115 pound bar in those overhead squats, absolutely buries us or digs us deep into that pain cave. I love it. And I think they go with the idea that overhead squatting is a functional movement. They want to make sure the age groups can move well. Last year, for example, in the quarterfinals, that that I think dinged a lot of men and women with overhead squat depth, and the penalties were handed out for that, if I'm not mistaken. So I wouldn't be surprised if they challenged the community as a whole again with an overhead squat movement making sure, hey, folks, we're going to make sure you can go below parallel. You're going to have a good, clean rep. You're going to stand all the way up. And uh, if not, you'll hear from us. I love it. 
I really like that, Rick. I think I think we're pretty good at this. I think we're dead on. No. I think we're, we're, we're just going to crush this thing. <laughs> yeah. and, you say this now. Wait till they come out. People are going to wonder if we had some sort of pre-published hack and we know the workouts already. Or they'll wonder how much we were drinking tonight when we did it. <laughs> and I then mean, they'll never listen again. Ever again, go either uns- way. The, the unsubscribe button is easy to find. Yes, um, go ahead. But I was going to say, we can certainly come back after a recap and discuss how far off we were. I think it'll be interesting now that I've actually put something down on paper and I wrote yours down and uh, we'll have this because I don't always take the time to make an educated guess. I'll look at floor plans ahead of time. I'll think in my mind and I'll be like, I'm not very good at this, so I'm just not going to waste time predicting. But we had a real prediction this time. Real prediction. And again, we could find ourselves to be really bad at this, but we're not going to stop because nope. this is the fun stuff. It was, we were texting each other at one forty-five today. Have you seen anything? I haven't seen anything. Did you see anything? And both of us got multiple texts probably around the same time when right. it was released. And the world is on fire. And here we go. Let's jump into this thing and start taking a look at, I even started taking a look at the team quarterfinals, which is, two days before us so the teams go wednesday or they their workouts get released wednesday at 2 p.m and they are completed by friday 2 p.m central time that's where i'm at so they're completed friday at the exact time that our workouts are released which makes it interesting i'm going to take some days over the next couple of days while i'm very much deloading recovering getting ready for quarterfinals and i'm going to go cheer and watch the teams do some of their best work but i'll also get an idea there's The more information HQ puts out during a specific season, the more I feel like I get to understand where they're going. The individual quarterfinals starts to give us some pieces. Then the teams will have some workouts to give us a little bit more information about what's going on. And then we'll get workouts. And and then we'll have a whole month to speculate what semifinals could be, given all the information we know so far. And maybe they'll even leak some of the individual semifinal workouts before our semifinals. And we'll have plenty of content to have fun with. So we'll see. You also, you have two, you'll have two years of a certain someone's program by the end of all this too, to get the idea. And as far as we go, just because the Masters community has gone crazy trying to work with crossovers and buying the right ropes and then these floor plans come out and there's no rope on there, doesn't mean we still don't get them. I wouldn't put it past them. But I was thinking the same thing. I was a little, I have been working on crossovers. I know you have as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Over the weekend, today, I worked on crossovers. The announcement comes out. There's no crossovers, at least in the floor plans. Likely, since there's no rope, we'll see them probably at semifinals or maybe later. But I've gained a new skill, and I know a lot of us have gained a new skill. We figured out how to do crossovers because we were all very anxious. And it doesn't seem like V-ups are in there either. I don't know if we need a specific place on the floor for V-ups. But I think what you and I learned from Adrian last week, and the fun part, or maybe part of the fun that he has, is that he introduces these movements into the community. Hey, guys, we really... We really like and value wall-facing handstand push-ups and crossovers and V-ups. And the whole community starts immediately working on these so that we can be prepared for it. And even if we're not tested, we're not worse for it. We're better athletes. We're more nimble. We're more agile and able to do these things. So I I can tell you – Yeah, I think he said it well where it just because it's been one way doesn't mean that's the only way to do something. When there's a rope in your hand – it doesn't mean it only has to spin around twice under your, there are just, and maybe as a community, we've as, as a whole gotten a little lazy in 
maybe looking into the past and seeing how things were taught to the journal, which I don't know about you, but I'm not going back to the CrossFit journal very often. Maybe some are. Some programmers might be, some affiliate owners might be, and kudos to them for doing that. But I don't think Adrian going to have us be status quo as we move forward if he wants to grow the sport and grow the community. I think he's going to challenge. Totally agree. Okay, our quarterfinals predictions have officially closed and the ballot box is sealed. We'll see what we get on Friday, noon Pacific time, 2 p.m. my time, 3 p.m. your time. 3 p.m. my time. Rick, what is your plan on attacking these workouts? I know that it could shift based on what the actual workouts are, but how do you like to get through a quarterfinals weekend that is consolidated to two days? What are you predicting for your... Oh, right off the bat, if it's if they're doable, we'll take plenty of time to discuss and look at the the space that we have available and decide if is it one or two A and two B that we want to tape the floor up first. But one of them will be knocked out later Friday afternoon. And depending on length maybe of the second one, maybe that's one that you will give an attempt or try if you have a few hours in between later on Friday just so that you maybe have both in the bank. If not, I'll be back early Saturday morning, but then suddenly you're going to do one Saturday morning, one Saturday afternoon, and then maybe one Sunday morning. I don't like saving everything to the last day, saving one to the last day, but in years past, that's how I've done it. So it's got the bodies. How about you? And you're on the Eastern time zone, which makes right. a difference in yeah. how much so time you So it'll be three o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in central time zone now. Historically, I've been in the mountain time zone, so I've had two hours on you. Historically, now I just have one hour. I'm definitely the person that prefers to go to bed knowing that I've got nothing that I have to do urgently the next morning. I sleep better that way. I'm also holding that loosely. I, if I prefer to get workouts 1 and 2A and 2B done on Friday, that is my plan. I'm fairly rigid about it unless it really makes more sense to do it Saturday morning. I like to have that buffer zone for that emergency retest. If there's a catastrophic failure of a camera or piece of equipment on Friday, I have Saturday morning. It's a backup plan. If I feel like it just didn't go right, I can retest, which would be a little tricky because that really tests your overall ability to recover in order to do the last two workouts. But if I could be done with this entire th- by Saturday afternoon, that would be my ideal situation. I get the workouts at 2 o'clock on Friday. I hit one of them relatively quickly after checking with everyone, making sure we have everything dialed in perfectly. Even if it's a little bit later, which is not my perfect scenario, but catch that second workout, whichever order it goes in, later Friday. I sleep well right. Friday night, sleep in Saturday morning, and then hit the gym moderately early on Saturday to start chipping away at the next two workouts and have those done and Saturday night be calling you, maybe sitting back with my feet up saying, hey, congratulations, we're done. Let's see how it ends up after the leaderboard finalizes. Fingers crossed that's how it goes, but I hold it loosely in the event that there is a potential issue, right? 
And you will have people around you, obviously, at Mayhem that will be participating. We have a age group crew here at Black Flag that will be participating. So people are aware of the schedules. We have rolls and rolls of tape ready. It's going to depend on what's thrown at. I have, I can think back the last few years, even beyond 2021, I did the same thing. I have saved them. I've saved one for Sunday morning. And that's probably more stress than I like to put on myself. But maybe then again, I thrive under a little bit of stress. We'll see. But it'd be, it would be great to be done Saturday night. I'll agree with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And have the scores again, in it, and everything uploaded. Yeah. It, I, it, but if you have to, if you got to mm-hmm. put one on Sunday morning and just give it another go or do one for the first time, okay, it's quarterfinals. This is why we do this sport. It's for our overall health. It's our overall fitness. So we can do whatever we want to do with our families and be healthy, active human beings. And guys like you and me like the competitive nature of this. So there's this element of this is one of our weekends. We get to do this. We have the opportunity to be able to do this. Let's do it and have fun. And if pizza needs to wait till Sunday night, that's yeah, it's fine. fine. Yep. <laughs> My favorite place is still open Sunday night. So there we go. Mine to go. too. Mine too. I'm Excellent. planning on it. Rick, as we wrap up, what is your pick of the week this week? We've got picks or tips of the week on a master's week. What you got? Okay, I will save tricks, gadgets, and apps for the following week. And my tip of the week will be to read the directions or read the instructions on the workouts. Follow everything to a T. Put your best foot forward. Let's just see how this all shakes out for the men and women competing. Good luck. Have fun. And let's have a heck of an experience at quarterfinals. I love it. I have that same tip or similar tip with all your electronics in your gear. Guys, it's time early in the week right now when there's no stress. Make sure you've got plenty of space on your phone. If that's what you're recording with, there's still time to order tripods on Amazon to have a tripod that you can depend on. I honestly, on Saturday, I ordered a second camera. I've had a GoPro for a couple of years and I sold it a few months ago because I just wasn't using it. And then I realized that that was my backup camera for my AGOQ or quarterfinal age group qualifiers. And I always like to have two cameras going on all of those workouts. Not everyone does that. That's totally fine. For me, I don't want to think about the fact that what if something happens to my phone while I'm doing this particular test? So I always have my phone and I always have a GoPro running at the same time, very near each other. So it's the same angle. And I ordered that this week. I got it today. I feel good about that. It's charging next to me. So make sure your tech is in in line and it's ready to go. You should have plenty of space on your phone. Oftentimes we do workouts where you might review all of the equipment, all your measurements, and then start getting ready for the workout. That might be three or four minutes. And then if the workout is 20 minutes, and sometimes that happens, this recording could be 30 minutes long. And if you're not paying attention, now I'm getting into the weeds here, but if you're not paying attention and you're shooting on an iPhone 13, for example, in 4K, That is a huge amount of data, gigabytes of data. And if you don't have gigabytes free, you're going to run out of space and you never want to do that. So just do a little bit of homework. Make sure you clean everything up, get it all ready to go because quarterfinals is is a big deal for us. And you don't want to, like we said, with our shorts earlier, we're going to wear the right shorts for the test. Make sure you have the right gear to properly record your test. It will be required. Well said. Let's get it done. 
Let's do it, guys. The next time you hear from us, we will have been done with quarterfinals. I'm sure we'll recap. We'll review the workouts. We'll have some opinions and thoughts from the workouts that we did. We'll have thoughts from the community as we reach out and connect with others to understand how they did and what they thought about the workouts. So tune in next week. Quarterfinals will be done, and our eyes will be on semifinals. It's a fun time of the year. So thanks for tuning in to the Masters in Motion podcast. If you found this episode helpful or enjoyable, we'd be so grateful if you could take a moment to leave us a five-star rating, as so many of you have already done on Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast app like Spotify as well. Your support helps us reach more listeners and grow our Masters community. Until next time, guys, get bolder, not older. See ya.